Welcome to episode 46 of Entertain This, a podcast about movies, TV shows, and video games. Here we go. can't hear what you're hearing so oh yeah you're just like oh just staring at me. it's a thing so welcome to entertain this a podcast about movies tv shows and video games my name's tom with me i have hey dad and merch what's up oh, hi so today's episode is dedicated to tv shows as you probably heard us discuss in the earlier episode because of course you've listened to it because of course you have listened to it so mitch why don't you plug the social media all right, well, we have our Facebook, which is the Entertain This Podcast group. Mm-hmm. We have our Entertain This page on Facebook. On Buzzsprout, you can look us up under Entertain This! Exclamation point. On Twitter, we're at this.entertain. On Patreon, you can look us up under Entertain This! Exclamation point. And on Instagram, it's entertain.this. And on Twitch, it's entertain.this. <laughs> All lowercase. <laughs> yeah, Twitch. Where you can watch us play Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> I have fun play that. We should do that again. Uh, that <laughs> so somebody got punished, and that someone is me. I had to watch Batwoman. <laughs> I watched one episode, and I wanted to become a supervillain and go out of my way, as that was my mission in life, to get rid of that show. What, was there anybody noteworthy in that show? In the episode I watched? Nope. So, like, was there a villain? Yep. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, okay. It was a woman. I don't I've never seen her in anything. So I, the real star, the real recognition is Gotham City. That's the only thing that Pretty much. Recognize. And they 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 allude to Batman. So the stupid show takes place uh 3 years after Batman disappears apparently. He just yeah. mysteriously vanishes into Lottie Dog Land. Yeah. And then they keep showing these flashbacks of this girl and like her twin or her sister, I'm guessing they're twin sisters because they're a roughly, they look almost like the exact same age. Uh, and the mom dies, or they inter- they're in a car accident first. Okay. And they're about to go off a bridge. Oh, okay. Batman shows up hmm. and, like, you know, cable hooks the car and then vanishes. And they're like, Batman, where'd you go? <laughs> so the one girl gets out and the cord snaps before everybody else can get out of the vehicle and the vehicle plummets into a river and, like, they never find the bodies. Fast forward to the present. Hmm. She's a, a snarky la- la- uh, lass, and she's swimming in, like, ice water, handcuffed. <laughs> okay. And she comes to go back to the service and go through the hole in the ice, but then somebody puts a block over it, so she, like, breaks through the ice with handcuffs and gets out. And it's, like, I guess it's, like, her Batman training. But it's not Batman training. <laughs> it's training to work for her dad's company. Yeah which is, like, the new security force oh, in Gotham. They still have the police. Some kind of military security. Yeah, they're called, like, crows. Huh. And huh. I was like, crows. Like, you know, you're one of the wildlings, and this is Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, like, the dad won't hire. And he's like, I hire seals and green berets. And I'm like, she's swimming in ice water. Well, and she was fine. <laughs> like, she just got out and looked just a little chilly. <laughs> she, clear, she, you know, she clearly seems to be a tough woman. So she comes back to Gotham because, like, her love interest from college, who works for her dad, got abducted by a villain called Alice in Wonderland. Mm. 
So we got female Batman, we got female antagonists. Yes. And female love interests yes. as well, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. It's all girl power. Definitely uh, marketed towards, like, middle-aged white dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so apparently the lady, um, I can't remember her name, but she was the sign language mute woman. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose from the second John Wick movie. That was the smartest decision they ever made, was just don't let her talk. <laughs> don't let her talk. <laughs> John Wick too. They knew what was going on because yeah. she is not good at acting. Yeah, it's it's very bad performances. The script is trash. Their yeah. delivery of lines is it's bad. It's so bad. Like the cartoons of Batman, Adam West. Yes, that is better Batman yeah. than this woman. <laughs> wow. So so how does she become Batwoman? So <laughs> apparently she's the cousin of Bruce Wayne. Yes, which is ridiculous because. It's in the comics. Yeah, but most of Batman's orange stories, like, his whole family's gone. He, it's just him. It's yeah. him and Alfred. Yeah. So she's his cousin. Mm-hmm. And she breaks into Wayne Enterprises because, like, the super crow security force people, like, they lose, like, all their tech stuff from this attack by Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, Bruce Wayne's stuff was off the grid for Wayne Tech. So she breaks in, meets Lucius Fox's son, and he, like, tries to apprehend her and does with a taser. Uh-huh. He isn't sure with it. He just he's holding an X twenty six pointed at her and she like, you know, gets handcuffed. And I'm watching, I'm like, You're the son of Lucius Fox who designed with Bruce Wayne all the Batman's technology and all you have is a taser? Mm-hmm. A police issue taser? <laughs> and why is it him that happens to confront her, not like security in general? No. Unexplained. Oh, okay. There's no Lucius Fox, there's no anybody else. So she breaks in looks at, like, something on the shelf and goes, oh, this used to be here, and moves it, and that's what opens up the door to the Batcave. And she goes down, and he's like, you're not supposed to be in here. And then she finds the Batsuit, and they remake it to where it would fit her. Wait, how did she get This is the- all in the first episode. How did she uh, How did she break into there again? No, she climbed up a wall and went through the window. And then, so after she got in handcuffs, she just runs into the Batcave? No, she breaks out. She, you know... Escape artists her way out of the handcuffs, okay. and is talking to Lucius Fox, and you know eventually they kind of become friends ish. You know what? You could be the next Batman. I've decided this from this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> she finds her way into the Batcave and dons the Bat costume and goes because apparently Gotham's just depressed, crimes out how of did, control. How does she look in the Bat costume? Ridiculous! Is it really? Oh my! It looked bad. It okay. was not good. At this point, does she still have the red hair flowing out? No, no. She, no she's got. Very short hair. Okay. Well, no, like it, when she puts on the suit, doesn't she have like red hair? No, not in this first episode. No, no. okay. Well, then I guess that was just the crossover episode that she had like an introduction to before the show came out. Yeah, where she looks more like Batgirl, like yeah. Barbara Gordon or whatever. Yeah. But now she doesn't have that. But like the helmet is like, it looks like it was designed for a guy. <laughs> and they shoved her like five foot four <laughs> sized into this thing. And people was like, oh my God. Like he's like, it's Batman. It's just like, that's not Batman. <laughs> Batman didn't have boobs. Isn't wearing and Batman ass. was a lot taller yeah. and, and bigger. So you got her running around. And, of course, you're watching this, and, like, they're showing, like, flashbacks every five minutes of her as a little kid with her sister in the car ride. And I'm watching It's like, oh, there's a villain. She's, like, pulls hostages. She's going to, like, blow up a nuke at this, like, you know, event. Mm-hmm. And, like, the guy who runs the security team is the girl's dad. And he's just like, why are you making me do this? And she's just like, oh, because I want to. Ah. And I'm just watching. I'm like, that's her sister. 
It is, huh? It is. Oh. They tell you this in the very first episode. Oh, okay. It, it's it's just a bad show. Yeah. I did not enjoy a single bit of this. So it's a CW show, right? It's the CW show yes. developed by Caroline Dries, um, and it's based on this woman called Cat Kane, who was mm. the cousin of Bruce Wayne. Does she in the comics? Does she ever become a bat person? No, she's a bat woman in the comics. Okay, and does she replace Bruce Wayne when he just decides to stop? Being no, never. Well, okay. She's like, there's a lot of people that would be in the pecking order above her. <laughs> You know, like Nightwing or Robin or the other Robin or the other Robin. Or Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> Lex Luthor. She's like the last option that would be put in charge. To be Batman. To be in the leader position at all. Well, Bat- Gotham hit some hard times, okay? Gotham, the apparently. recession, you know, I things. Mean, you couldn't even find just like a jacked like kung fu guy and put him in the suit, like, this is what we went with. <sighs> so CW. So obviously it was low budget. Oh, tremendously. How, how? What was like the corniest like effect? You know, probably like the uh, effects of like watching her in the bat costume move. Okay. Did they see just because like? Or? I mean, her like you know repelling out, like going across from building to building. Was whatever. it like Neil Breen being hit by a car, Ben? No, nothing's that bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> nothing's, <laughs> nothing's that bad. Where they just like cut him out with like, you know, Windows paint and just <laughs> flicked him across the screen. <laughs> Wee. So some of that looks it looks rough and it's just not good. It's like it's a show that never needed to be made. The only good thing I have heard or seen about Batwoman is they do They come canceled a, it. I no. wish they actually approved it for season three. Damn it. <laughs> but uh but there's a in the crossover. She actually comes across a, an old Bruce Wayne, like in their traveling through the worlds and stuff. It's Kevin Conroy. Yeah. He's actually he, he's Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He's like in this mm-hmm. kind of mechanical suit that helps him walk because he's really old for the mm-hmm. purpose of this. And yeah. that was the only good part I saw about the whole thing. How many episodes did you watch, Mitch? A Batwoman? Yeah, none. Oh, okay. I watched I, one. I, I, I never want to watch it again. It. You got to watch season two because season one ends. And Ruby Rose is her name, right? Yeah. Yes. She quits because she can't take all the social media hate that she gets from the It's because she took a role for a show that had no business to being made. Yeah. Right. About a character who had no business taking the mantle of the person she was replacing. Well, she quits. And then they recast it with somebody else. I don't even know her and name. And this, this person's completely fictitious, like mm-hmm. doesn't exist in the comics or right. whatever. So. I mean, in every, like, facet of, like, you know, of streaming or of a show or of a movie, comics or whatever, nobody has been able to adequately replace Batman. Right. Even Terry McGinnis. Like Amanda Waller even tells him, it's like, you're not Bruce Wayne. You know a good option they could use for Batwoman? Lucius Fox's son. Because in the comics, he's like he takes the Batman Beyond version one suit, and that's what mm-hmm. he, you know, he fights alongside Batman in that. It's not quite up to the Batman Beyond par, but it's it's a new suit mm-hmm. or whatever. So, like even like Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, you or, would think um, Damian taking over as Batman. Like nobody, even in the comics, or whatever, they're just like, yeah, you're not, you're still not <laughs> as good at it as as Bruce was. I don't know. Uh, I I don't watch anything on the CW. I'm just convinced it's process studio trash. It and is. So at this point, that's what it has become. Yeah, HBO though, I think. Owns the CW. 
Uh, I mean, they, they own the DC stuff. Not Can they give them more money? So <laughs> I wonder if they're going to shut down trash like that because it's going to, especially if the Snyder Cut does well and they have like a developed plan for mm-hmm. where to go with the DC stuff at this point. They're going to let crap like that. Because like you can imagine, like for instance, if WandaVision was terrible. Well, because know. CW is owned by Warner Brothers. So right. they're kind of, mm-hmm. they can kind of mix and match. Because the Stargirl they made for the DC app, and now it's been shut down, and now it's just HBO Max. Right. But they kind of, it, it was on that and on the CW at the same time, and it, it was good. It had a was it Luke Wilson. Yeah. And I forgot the, the lady's name, but uh, it, it was a good show. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, but I mean. The like new Superman and Lois is The CW good. does, like, soap opera level budget of TV shows, and they let it, even if it fails, they're just going to do a couple it seasons. perpetuate its Just in case it, it picks up. You know, over time, yeah. you know. Like, oh, it might get better as time goes by. But that's not how TV works. So what was the <laughs> worst part that you had to see, other than just having to sit and The watch? whole freaking episode. That's <laughs> so is there, garbage. like, one thing that, like, really got on your nerves more than anything else? The writing. <laughs> just the, the non-sequential. I mean, just, like, the script. Like, the, the wooden delivery of lines by people. Like, it looked like at some point they cared. And then realized that this show was gonna suck, <laughs> and just started tanking it. Like they're just, like they're just like talking. It's just they're not attempting really to act. No, <laughs> it's no. it's not good. So what would you rate it? <laughs> Negative seven. You got okay. We have a one to ten scale for a reason. Point one. Okay, this is the worst thing you've ever seen. This is the worst because worse than Neil Breen or I would watch Faithful Findings. Rubik w- worse than Rubik. I would do a 24-hour marathon of Fateful Findings, then watch more Batwoman. All right, you gave Rubik like a point one, and that was your first yeah, review you ever. Point five. All right, so this is worse than Rubik. Yes. Was I would rather watch Rubik, because those tr- are 20-minute episodes. Wasn't there a terrible thing he had to watch? Do you remember? They're so few and far between. <laughs> yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. uh, like the Ninja Turtle musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, I forgot that about was, that one. That was rough. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> worse. Hell, Frog Warrior. Okay, so this is worse than all of that. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you guys are just reactive. You're like children. You're like, you know, no, that was the bad experience that happened recently. Th- so, therefore, it's the worst experience. You saw my last one also. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Food fight was pretty bad. <laughs> the reason it's worse is because it shouldn't be. That's fair. This yeah. is a that's, CW that's how I production. Like, this is DC stuff. Yeah. This isn't just some Zen filmmaking crap. I mean, it's one of the top ten in a suit came up with. Yeah. As far as, like, you know, being... That's, mainstream. I, I I think the CW needs to go away. It does. That's, that's just me. It does. They, they, they just somebody lost, run like, it better. Supernatural. Yeah. And originally, like they did good, like with the Arrowverse, mm-hmm. with the with the first like two seasons of Arrow. That was really good stuff. I mean, yeah, it was TV kind of quality, but the acting and the writing was really really good, and it it, it carried a lot of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so point one, huh? Point one. Do not watch. Do not pass. Well, every time she uses the grappling, I hope that it snaps like midair. <laughs> she just eats it. Man, how much to watch the rest of the season? How much money you got? <laughs> <laughs> and I want cash. And I want it up front. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. What are we doing next? Well, we're going to continue on with some reviews of shows. So we'll just go around the dais here. So, Mitch, would you watch? Vice Principals. Danny McBride. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> As a principal of a school. Well, a too. vice principal of a school. Is this just like Eastbound and Down, like school edition? I, I haven't only, I've only seen like a little bit of Eastbound and Down, like one episode, but it 
Pretty much. It's it's typical Danny McBride humor. Mm-hmm. He uh him and Walton Goggins is uh one of the guys from Justified, not the main guy, but uh like the bad guy. He's I the guess. guy with the giant forehead and uh, horse teeth. He was the dude from uh Batman. Yeah, when he yeah. the assassin. Yeah, the assassin. Okay, I know exactly who you're talking well, about. Both of them are the vice principals of this high school. And the principal, Bill Murray, <laughs> is stepping down because <laughs> his wife is real sick. So they both kind of like butting heads and trying to take over. Both of them hate each other. Mm-hmm. And they will both want to be the principal. Well, in the first episode, you have somebody just gets appointed principal, somebody from the outside they bring in, mm-hmm. and they hate this woman. <laughs> so, so the whole time they're trying to discredit her and gain, you know, the rights to be in principal. It's like House of Cards in school. House of Cards. <laughs> but with a little more. Uh, the vice principal at a high school in Illinois edition. Was it Illinois? I don't know. Where I, don't know. I, I, don't just, know I just, I just picked the state. <laughs> it was like uh, South Carolina, actually. Um, um, it, was, I thought it, was, it was funny to me. Uh, it was funny. I enjoyed it. It was worth a one-time watch. Yeah. It, there's some parts where, like, there's no way these teachers would not be in prison. <laughs> you know? Like, they're just, like, screaming profanity at students and, like, touching them and stuff like that. Like, you know? burn okay. down a house. <laughs> Burned down a house. So first degree arson. Oh, that's that's like the least amount worse thing. Yeah, you know, people get shot and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, is this school in Compton? No, this is South Carolina. Apparently, yeah, I mean, like they they South all Carolina react really well. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that. Ha- like, it's or is this outside of Camp Lejeune? Because it, it looks pretty sketchy out there. I've driven past it. But uh, my brother lives there. Yeah, it's it's it, it was funny. Like the humor is great. The uh, supporting cast of all the little no name actors yeah. and stuff like that that are in the show they're pretty funny too. So uh, and like the funniest part about the show is you know the uh, social status that they all fight for yeah. <laughs> as teachers in a high school setting. So like they basically act like high school students. That's because that's what you're just older high school like which like the jockish kind of teacher, the most popular one. The nerdy one, like, kind of. Yeah. It was like I can't be seen with you right now, kind of stuff. You but know, D- Danny McBride is like he's the the enforcer of the school. You know, mm-hmm. when there's discipline that needs to be happened. He's the one that's going to dish it out. Mm-hmm. So he's like walking around yelling at kids. And Does he have a mullet? He has, yeah, he has this <laughs> trashy like swoopy hair thing that he does. You know, Walton Goggins. He's like this flamboyant. I mean, he's married to a woman, but he's really flamboyant about it and real soft spoken, and he's just. I don't know. It's just funny. He's giving out shoulder rubs. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. He wants to be. He wants to be liked by everybody. So he's real nice to everyone. Mm-hmm. Where Danny McBride's character's like, "Leave me alone. Yeah. I have work to do." <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. I might give this a whirl. It's it's two seasons and it ends on the second season. Yeah. So it's not like a ton of TV to watch. Yeah. Well, uh, <coughs> it actually ends on the second season. I found out because they shot all the episodes back to back. Season one to two. Season one to two, it was, and they wrote all eighteen episodes, like before they even started casting anybody. Huh. So they planned it to be just two seasons. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, one and done. Yeah. But well, two and done. It was a good show. I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was, made me laugh pretty hard. Several is this times. like Spike TV humor? Uh, I mean it's HBO, so there's nudity and yeah. like language. A lot of cousin. <laughs> there's some gore. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so sounds like an interesting school. Yeah, things happen, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's not bad. So yeah, he's like trying to he's trying to be principal. And he's also trying to be liked by this one girl that's like one of the teachers of the school, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he constantly screws that up all the time. <laughs> it, 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 like you can tell, like Danny McBride's like a closet nerd because <laughs> he does stuff. Like he uh, 
They, he, his daughter wants to do horseback riding, and then all of a sudden she wants to do motocross, so they sell her horse. Yeah. And he, he's like, <laughs> he gets rid of this motorcycle or whatever, and she's, she's like not that crazy about it. He's like, I just sell shadow facts for this. <laughs> like only certain people <laughs> would know. It's Gandalf's horse. I'll be honest. Hayden had to tell me who Shadow Facts is. <laughs> I'm happy you knew who that was. Of I course I know. I know the name of a horse from Lord of the Rings. All right. There's like Lord of Horses. There's a lot of horses in Lord of the Rings. Three of them have names. Mm-hmm. I only know Shadow Facts. I can't tell you. Well, I'm except for four the, of them have the names. pony. Wasn't the pony no. named Bill? Five, six. Six horses have names. All right. I know Bill. Bill <laughs> the Shadow pony. Facts. Bill the pony and Shadow Facts. All right. Uh, what would, would you rate it? I'd give it an eight out of ten because I mean it was enjoyable to watch. I'd yeah. probably watch it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, not back, to, you know, right again. But I kind of want to watch. On. Was it Righteous Gemstones? What's uh, the other one that he does? Eastbound and Down and uh, I think somebody, I think uh, somebody was saying it was Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Was the other one. Hmm. They said if you like Vice Principles, you should watch that one. So okay. I might give it a whirl. <laughs> whirl. <laughs> so, Hayden, I watched WandaVision. All right, how was it? It's good. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. Um, first two episodes were kind of slow. Well, okay. So the first two episodes. All right. So the show takes place <laughs> after. It's the most up to date story being told in the MCU right now. So this is after Endgame. Is, uh, yeah. Spider Man was it Far From Home? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. And then like that show ends and nobody knows what happens to all the superheroes and stuff like that. Well, if you want something of an update, mm. this is the show to start watching. Now, you don't really get updates until about episode three because the first two episodes, for some reason, Wanda is in, like, a Leave it to Beaver um, format of TV. And what's crazy... Black and white. So, like, they filmed this, the show, in front of a live studio audience, and they formatted all the TV to be the format of throughout the generations. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can see the aspect ratio of the screen and stuff like that change... Depending on what you know, the episode. Yeah, because each episode starts with like kind of like the Dick Van Dyke show, all the way up to like Malcolm in the Middle kind of yeah. stuff. So just each episode moves further in, in the, into it's, the present. Does it's Brian Cranston make a cameo? No, <laughs> no. Um, but w- which is cool because like you find out that Wanda, it's I'm, I'm gonna spoil it just a little bit, but the, Wanda is essentially created this like faux universe because she was obsessed with these like classic TV shows as mm-hmm. a kid. And she, through the trauma of losing her lover, Vision, mm-hmm. she reanimates him into this world and relives these stories of her childhood TV favorite shows um, with her now husband. They are married mm-hmm. in the show, and they have kids. And, um, you know, she goes through stuff. But outside forces um, see a disturbance, this, like, small town of Westview. Yeah, Westview. And uh, they try to get inside, and there's a magical barricade, and they introduce a new antagonist that I won't spoil. Um, and Shield, no Sword, Sword, Sword yeah. is the Captain Marvel thing. Yeah, because um, it, it's like a for the comics, it's supposed to be like outer space kind of right. protection, mm-hmm. where Shield is planetary. But this one, they have a different uh, what was it, anagram. Ah, I can't remember what it yeah. was. Oh, you mean like the the abbreviation or whatever? Yeah, I can't but remember um, what it is for the, the new mm-hmm. one. They, uh, sword is, uh, trying to figure out what's going on and get inside and, you know, are they evil? Are they good? They bring in a lot of, uh, side characters from different movies. 
um, that are in the show. And um, if you're a yeah. fan of comics, there's a lot of Easter eggs that you know, even some that I probably haven't noticed. Yeah, and if you're a fan mm-hmm. of the movies, like I recognize a lot of stuff that they they nod to specifically to the movies. And then Mitch goes crazy about the stuff that they do for yeah, the I mean, comics. Yeah, some of the Easter egg kind of alludes to things they might be going to work on, you know, later on in the MCU. But. So the first two episodes they release at the same time, and they're both black and white. Um, and they're old, like the old format, and like they dipped. Uh, I want to say like twenty percent in their ratings after uh, the first two episodes when episode three came out because people just kind of stopped watching it. Yeah. All right. Um, but then it gradually raised back up, and their uh, ratings. Their <coughs> WandaVision has four hundred and thirty-four million minutes viewed, <laughs> which is a very strange way of saying things. People have watched four hundred three million minutes of uh, this show. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of minutes. It's a lot of minutes, but it ends up. Uh, I'm sorry, six hundred forty-eight million minutes. That's but a it, more minutes. <laughs> uh, uh, it ends up being four hundred forty-three point four million uh, viewers. Either forty three point four or four point three four. I don't know. But uh, whatever Hayden wrote, <laughs> it's it's. Sh- I think it's forty three. Um, so they say it's like on the top ten most viewed, uh, streaming only TV shows ever, um, according to. Exp- no variety, yeah variety. Okay. So, um, and it, it's a good show. Once you you know, muscle through the first two or three episodes and you kind of see where they're going with it. There's a little bit of, like, campy government intervention and stuff here and there that's just kind of like, you know, why are they doing it? Why Why is this guy just like, kill them all, you know, bah, government <laughs> Nuke them from orbit. Yeah, government bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, if you make a character evil, fine. Just make them, like, relatably evil maybe in a little Believable bit. evil. Yeah, believably <laughs> Believable evil, but uh, yeah, it, it's good. The uh, the the average budget was twenty five million dollars an episode. It's yeah. a lot of money. So it's um, you can tell they spared no expense. The thing that fascinates me is, you know, the way they decided to do TV format for a movie franchise and keep it on the movie quality of production. But like stringing you along, because I mean, mm. what it's gonna be nine episodes. Uh, there's, I think it's it's either eight or nine. There's one more left. And come out yet. yeah, uh, it comes out Friday, and so I mean that's like that's two months, mm-hmm. and then they'll have another show come out the uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. Yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. And and you know that'll string you along for another month and a half, and then they'll release a movie. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like they have an idea to have MCU something for the unforeseeable future as long as you are interested. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Based on those uh, numbers, seems like people are still interested. Yeah, I think that it's good. I think that they're doing smart by it. The f- Marvel Kevin continues to win. Well, another thing too is like once you watch the show, you can kind of see what they're doing with uh, the future of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, you know, monkey wrench into everything was the Fox buyout because X-Men and stuff mm-hmm. like that are owned by Fox. So how are they going to ingest that into the MCU? And it makes sense with what they're doing. Also, in collusion with uh, the delays of Doctor Strange and all these other movies that they mm-hmm. had planned uh, in development, they stopped development to uh, after the Fox buyout. So it's almost like uh, 
this is going to be like the, the, the laying the, the, the foundation for phase four being, you know, X-Men um, injection. Well, on yeah. Screen Rant, I read a, an article where Kevin Feige was saying that this will lead up and have lasting effects on the Doctor Strange movie and mm-hmm. the Spider-Man movie that come yeah. out later this year. Yeah. Yeah. So. Spider-Man, which is called what? Uh, no Way Home. No Way Home. What? And one, another interesting thing for WandaVision I found out was that uh, IMDb is now classifying it as a miniseries instead of a season, like a yeah. TV series. Well, Feige said that he has no plans for a season two mm-hmm. because all this is is just, like I said. This uh, is filler. Yeah. Yeah, it's continuation of, it's it's transition to, to phase four of the MCU. Which is interesting to me because they have this, I think the Loki show yeah. is supposed to be coming out. So I guess they're just going to do what, these like little multiple episode well, they've got it's of just to keep the plot going until they can really come back with the movie. Yeah, yeah, they've got Falcon, Winter Soldier. They have Loki. They have the Hawkeye show. They're also working on a She-Hulk, a Moon Knight, and a Miss Marvel. Also, well, mm-hmm. if they crank all that mess out between movies and it's as good as this, as WandaVision is, which is enjoyable, they're pushing content. Yeah, it's good, and you know it'll be worth keeping the Disney Plus subscription <clears throat> because last a lot of last year I was like. I, I didn't have Disney Plus. I'll be honest. Well, with. a lot of this stuff was supposed to come out last year too, but because of COVID, it got get all pushed back. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the Falcon Winter Soldier was actually supposed to come out back in August last no. year. Yeah, but I we th- did get the Mandalorian. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, if, if they crank out trash and it's like not connected to the MCU at all, then I'm not going to be too interested. But we'll we'll see what happens. I enjoy uh, another reason why. WandaVision works so well in a TV format is actually embedded into the plot. The, they refer to themselves as a TV show yeah. because of the magical crap she's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to attempt to explain it because it'd be a spoiler at that point, but watch the show. It's good. I give it a 7.5. I think they could have worked a little bit on the writing a little bit to kind of flesh some more believable character yeah. stuff instead of having like stereotypes. Typical archetypes, but that's just me. I'm yeah, glad the, Paul the campy stuff should have. Yeah, huh? Paul Bettany's good. The campy stuff should have been held for just like the, you know, the inside of the the area, not yeah, the outside, not the not the people that weren't part of the. I mean, there's some quote unquote television. There's some show. witty writing that they do where they talk about things happening on the inside, yeah, where the show is being made mm-hmm. uh, inside the magical barrier. <coughs> they talk about that. As, like, the audience. Like, I can't believe she dumped so-and-so or something like that, you know? Mm. And, you know, it's... That's funny, but... I don't know. This has really been, like, Paul Bettany's comeback, though. Because I don't know if you read that article. Um, after he got done being, like, Jarvis or whatever, he, like, got told by, like, Big Shot Hollywood producers, like, you know, you're done. That's it. It's done, kid. Get out. Like, like they told him, like, you're never going to be in anything. You'll ever. never be in anything. And, like, they just, like, crushed him. He was sitting outside. Like, he got the phone call from whoever it was. And I was like, hey, do you want to play Vision? It's yeah. like in the new Avengers movie. And he's like, yes. <laughs> Didn't he? Um, I mean, he was always the voice of Jarvis since Iron Man 1. Yeah. I think so. I don't know if they offered the role of Jarvis and Vision or they were just Vision. But, like, he, I think it was, like, Harvey Weinstein who, like, basically just, like, ripped him apart and was like, you're never going to act in anything. Well, that's like, you're saw that works out for character. him. Yeah, you saw that work for him. But, like, he was like. Well, like see what Paul happens Bettany when he crossed like, Paul Bettany? <laughs> you go to prison. And he goes to TV land <laughs> and right. plays a superhero. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, do you want to talk about? Well, you got your show. I got my show. So it's an oldie but a goodie, and probably one of the 
one of the top ten binging shows that there's ever been. Scrubs. I've never seen it. You've never seen an episode of Scrubs? What about no. you? I watched like a season and a half, and i got to be honest, I don't like it. I know, I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I There's a lot of people that give me crap mm-hmm. for it. I mean, it's, I watched it like off and on when it was first out on TV. Yeah. And then like in college, like they had it on Netflix, and I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this like forever, so I just started watching it, watched the whole series. It's got too much slapstick. I, I disagree. No, it does. The last show that has acceptable amounts of slapstick was Seinfeld. And that's it with Kramer. <laughs> that's it. So, like, Scrubs, it's just stupid. Like, people falling down all the time and getting beaten up and all sorts of well, stuff. Well, mostly it's just JD get falling yeah, down. Yeah, well, even Sarah Chalk's character, um, Beth. No, not Beth. That's from, <laughs> that's from Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. What's, her, what's her character? In, uh, um, Elliot. Elliot, yeah. she's She does stupid stuff. She's kind of ditzy and klutzy all the yeah. time, so... Even that, it was just exhausting, you know? I mean, like, the relationship between Turk and JD, I, I liked a lot. The ultimate bromance. Well, the, the ultimate bromance, like, where yeah. he jumps on his back. Eagle! <laughs> but, like, uh, for the most part, JD was really annoying. <laughs> He's one of the few characters in that entire show who has, like, very, very limited character development yeah. from beginning to end. As someone who's watched, you know, almost the whole series in the last, like, couple weeks. Yeah. Like, Turk, you know... His character progresses and evolves. Even Sarah Chalk's character progresses and evolves. John C. McGinley, um, the guy who plays Dr. Kelso, his name I can't remember off the top of my head. But J.D. really kind of doesn't. Yeah, he's a, well, he's the audience. Everything yeah. that happens in that hospital, he's the vessel for the mm-hmm. audience to. So they can't screw with that too he's much. He's the daydreaming buffoon. Yeah. And then eventually, like, they make fun of him. Like, they just realize he does it all the time. And, like, somebody will say something, go, all right, now that he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And they just cut to him, and he's like, <laughs> staring at the scene, then he just cuts back. It's like, we'd have to hire a lot of gnomes. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And they just go back to whatever they were doing. Yeah. Nah, I get it. It's funny. But uh, as far as, like, uh, as a medical, like, drama, like, with us and what we do. and you It's know, a modern mash. Peop- yeah, it's modern mash. Yeah. But people in the medical profession, doctors, nurses, where have watched the show and just went, they got pretty close to, like, how hospitals operate, how they talk, how they act with each other. Right. And, like, the, the dynamic amongst doctors and nurses and psychiatrists and yeah, patients. Yeah, because, like, like, you know, the episode will be funny, funny, and then they'll flip a switch, and it'll be, like, horrendously sad out of nowhere. <laughs> they'll punch you in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, geez, where did that come from? And then it'll go back to funny out of nowhere. And you're just mm-hmm. like, it's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> but yeah. I think my favorite character of the entire show is Dr. Cox. Oh, yeah. He's hysterical. Periwinkle. Is that his name? Uh, uh, Perry Percival Ulysses Cox. <laughs> Sounds like a dog's name. <laughs> Puck. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a funny dude. But he had like a lot of they uh, make some. They made a like a homage, like Office Space or whatever. Uh huh. Is that the one he's in where he's like the interviewing guy? He's interviewing yeah, Ron yeah, Livingston. Yeah. Like he has like the red stapler. Yeah. Like, the, like he was yelling at the guy about like in his chief of medicine office. Oh, that's funny. But like his like develop like he like he had a lot of pull and like his him on himself with his character like you know, stuff so. he's actually interested in yeah um his like personal hobbies and interests like he, he annoyed me I didn't like him either he was always so like just so mouthy the entire time <laughs> you just, like it's just like would somebody punch that guy in the face because yeah. he needs it <laughs> we get it you're a seasoned hardened doctor you've seen, you've some, seen things. some things <laughs> you're, you're just, in charge you got to be such a jerk to everybody and and particularly <clears throat> just JD. Yeah, because he loves him the most. Yes. 
he's, he's a stupid. He's a jerk to him because he <laughs> believes. Nah, it's not a bad show. It's I, I get why people like it. I mm-hmm. just, I guess, like, maybe I binged that season and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nah, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so, man, man. It's a great show. I, I'd rate that a 9 out of 10 show. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence was Bill the creator. Lawrence. Bill Lawrence. He's also got another show coming out. Yes, he does. But I don't remember what it's called. That'd have been great TV show news. Yeah, Here, Tom. I'll look it up <laughs> while Tom yeah, me. distracts stuff by saying things. And dun, 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 dun. So that concludes a review of television shows. So on to some news. And since I'm oh, talking. What about Mandalorian? Well, yeah, all three of us did watch it. Yeah. So Mandalorian finally, finally happened. And thank God somebody had to rescue Star Wars. Mm. And the Mandalorian lifted the mantle of responsibility onto his Mandalorian shoulders and carried it proudly. (laughs) While we had epic moments of Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett. Yeah, it was nice to see all the... Spoiler alert. All all the other characters Everybody watched it. Everybody knows. You got Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Boba Fett. I think Ahsoka was my favorite character. That, that little back and forth between Bo-Katan and Boba Fett was yeah. awesome because he's just like, I'll kill you. <laughs> I don't care if you're plot important. I don't give a sh- Nike about who you are. I almost cursed so you don't have to edit. Thank you. You're welcome. But when he just like flips her over the table at the bar, I'm just like, Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I like when Boba Fett showed up and he's, <laughs> you can tell he's got the gut, <laughs> but he's just like walking around beating people up with a staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got blasters and all this stuff. Ted Lasso, that's what he's working on. Ted Lasso? Yeah, Jason Sudeikis thing. A soccer coach. Yeah. He's also got a show coming out called Clone High. It got canceled because they uh, did a thing that pissed off people in the Middle East. Cloning? No, no, no. (laughs) Something about Gandhi or something. Um, Wouldn't be about like... But they're they're rebooting it again, so... Yeah, it's a cartoon. They don't care show. about their opinions anymore. No, no, they're just gonna like not make it as offensive. But yeah, he worked with Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, uh, the guys who did the Lego Movie a lot. Oh. Anyways, back to Mandalorian. <laughs> I found that uh, Dave Filoni. There was a couple of shots throughout the season two where he actually used the five hundred and first Legion fan club because of their stormtrooper like accuracy as far mm-hmm. as suits and stuff. He used them as some of the extras and things, which is pretty neat. If you ever looking for like you know outrageous nerd accuracy, it's like consult the dudes who go to Comic Con every <laughs> single year and spend hours upon hours for painstaking detail into their costumes. Well, you know, let's talk about why the Mandalorian works as star for Star Wars. Like why it was made recently and everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. All right, and I have two words for you, Dave Filoni. That I was guy, say Boba Fett. That, that, <laughs> I don't even like him that much. In this Boba. Show. But uh, Dave Filoni is, like, the only thing that should be working on Star Wars right now. Everybody right else. Right now, yes. He has earned the right to continue to yeah. work on Star Wars. He, he has it, not messed it up. He started out doing Clone Wars, I think. I don't know. And then. I think he was a part of Clone Wars. I think he created Clone Wars. And then um, when John Favre Favreau made uh, Favre Fifth. Favre Favreau. John Favre Favreau. <laughs> whatever his name is. The elf guy. <laughs> Happy. Uh, Iron Man, yeah. Bloody? Um, but it, when he uh, when he did uh, got the, the rights to do The Mandalorian, he basically leaned a lot on Dave Filoni and let Dave Filoni direct mm-hmm. some of the first live-action stuff that I think he's done. I, I mean, somebody can check that if they want to. but um, And he, he knocked it out of the park. The best episodes of The Mandalorian seasons are the Dave Filoni episodes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he should just be the guys in charge. He should be the... 
Star Wars man. George Lucas of Star Wars nowadays. But yeah, the, the Ahsoka Katano, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. That episode was a Dave Filoni episode, and oh, I, that was my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that the choreography and like her character development, they gave you just enough to keep you interested, but they didn't explain everything to you. Well, yeah. I liked how they showed basically the other perspective of what mm-hmm. these people see when a Jedi shows up, like yeah. in that first fight. Mm-hmm. Basically, she just appears and disappears. They did like a horror movie, like crapping themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like the, these dudes go out into the like the mist, and yeah. you hear like the lightsabers and like a glow off in the fog, and then like you're like. Ah! They're dying and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like a off pier somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it's like, huh. That was great. That was really good. So, I think um, that last bit where they had Luke Skywalker, I think that was a bit of fan service. Yes, I uh, thought it. W- I thought it went great for the plot. Like, you know, what are they doing with it? I mean, like, like you look at where Star Wars went in consideration of the sequel trilogy. But they're talking about how Mandalorian season three and the news and whatever stuff they're going to be doing is going to retcon. Maybe. I don't know. That's last hundreds. That's a billion. What is it like? Three billion dollars of retconning. And you know what? Money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, sir. I d- you're just saying that all these things, billions of dollars. Star Wars fans are the worst fans. No, I agree. we love to hate our well, movies. And one thing they, you know, I mean, they might not do it, but it's possible. There is some stuff with uh, the I talked with someone about, but. There's the Clone Wars, and some of the novels actually talk about there's a way to time travel in Star Wars. Yes, and believe it or not, Dave Filoni worked on in Rebels. What's the one with the dude? Ezra. I think it's Rebels. Yeah, yeah, Ezra, where he, yeah, I know what you're he goes into talking some about. sort of like force, like time travel thing. Yeah, and he's able to see different people throughout mm. the Star Wars, you know, whatever. So that could be a thing. And because it's the same world, Ahsoka Tano is going to have her own spinoff, and. Supposedly for her show, they're going to be searching for Ezra and Thrawn, which mm-hmm. is like the Grand evil general. Yeah, I, I would be interested in that. I really like how they made. First off, I like uh, what's her name who plays um, Katano, um, Katie Sackhoff. No, no, that's Bo Katan. That's Bo Katan. Oh, um, I like her Rosario too. Dawson. Rosario Dawson. Yes, I like Rosario Dawson. She's awesome. She looks great as uh, what they did to, for her makeup and. Because I was worried about it. We did that one episode with. Freaking Bill Burr, and he had that twi- Twilight running around with him. Yeah, that was the dumbest looking character. And I like the new uh, the set that second season with the Bill Burr. Episode. Bill Burr's episode that was a great episode. Much Boston accent. Like <laughs> hey, the Star Destroyers over there. And that's where they parked Imperial <laughs> Wackers. Somebody whacked that Ewak for me. I was just sitting there looking at the dude. Like you just see the look on his face. It's like he's about to shoot him right in the face. <laughs> Bow. It's like yeah. That's how we do it in New York. And, like, everybody's just looking at him like. <laughs> but anyways, so they, they did uh, they did her better, uh, Ahsoka, a yeah. lot better. And mm-hmm. uh, I like how, because, like, I, I watched the first couple of seasons of uh, Clone Wars, and that was a really annoying character, yes. Ahsoka Katana. She was all whining, bright eyes, and, you know, annoying Padawan well, kid. Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> and to see her, like, like, I haven't seen anything with her in between, like, her falling out with Vader or anything like that. But I knew that it happened. Mm-hmm. To see her as like this grizzled Jedi veteran warrior, you know, well, she's lady. no longer a Jedi. Well, whatever she is with lightsabers and force powers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, to see her like that angsty and angry, that mm-hmm. was pretty cool. So I, I would totally watch a whole show about that. So, yeah. I just like the scene with Luke Skywalker where he's basically just doing like just doing Rogue One, the good guy edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
coming along, little Grogu. But then you're like, I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, oh, he's going to take him, and he's going to train him. And I'm like, like, man, that little guy survived Order 66. And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, crap. Ben Solo, when he goes crazy and destroys Luke Skywalker's new Jedi Temple. Well, nobody, well I don't know how old Kylo Ren was in the in the series, but like this is supposed to be like four to five years after Return of the Jedi, and the first, like, what was it, episode... And that's like thirty something years, but yeah, like so. uh, this takes place probably like twenty plus years after Order sixty six, and Baby Yoda's Baby Yoda. Yeah. Well, so by then he should be toddler didn't they Yoda. Explain, <laughs> no, no, no. Didn't they explain that? Uh, he um, ages slow. Yeah, he's like yeah. fifty years old or something like that. As yeah, a I mean, baby. yeah, he's technically fifty years old right now. Because like Yoda dies at like age nine hundred or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like over. He's over nine hundred years old. Yeah. yeah. But that little bit with like the snow spiders. Oh, yeah, he yeah. eats them. I didn't he's like eating episode. one of them. It, I know it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and like he like looks and like they just well, cut, it, line, like they. I hate spiders, <laughs> but it cuts to like that bit where like uh, Mando's like working on the ship and he just like hears him yelling and he turns around and looks. And you just see like Baby Yoda running and he's like, ah! <laughs> you see like all these little tiny things following him. And I was like, look at him go. Come here, little fella. I just didn't like that episode because I felt like it was filler for a show that only has like seven or eight That's episodes. Anyways, one complaint I have about the Mandalorian is they, they have, do filler they episodes. Have so many bad filler episodes, you know. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> space spiders. <laughs> Yeah. So, yes. Like the frog egg thing. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, oh, that was ridiculous. And then Baby Yoda eating the eggs. Yeah. And him like, stop. The joke was funny the first three times. Yeah, after it's just like, all right, come on. All right. What are we doing now? News? Okay. Possibly. Mitch? Okay. Well, we were talking about the CW earlier. And for news, it's only had one episode so far. That dog. The super <laughs> Superman <laughs> and Lois. That's actually... Surprisingly, a really good show. Lois it, and Clark, two. Pretty much, it's uh, <laughs> it's this, it's the same uh, Superman and Lois from the Supergirl TV series, which I didn't like them in that. I didn't like the actors. I didn't like the way they portrayed them. But in this show, it's a lot better, and they just seem a little more realistic as mm-hmm. opposed to like campy, like normal CW shows. And the the way it's shot, the cinematography, it, it almost looks like the Man of Steel movie. The way they do the colors and. It just it looks a lot better than any other CW mm-hmm. show that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, it actually it had one episode last week which had the the most ratings for any CW show in two years, which was thirteen point seven million. Hmm. And it's the this is actually the first time Superman has been in a TV show since nineteen ninety seven. What about Smallville? He was never Superman. He never put on the suit or anything. The very uh. end of Smallville. He was, uh, he was never actually Superman, though. Uh, okay. Hey, I'm just Clark going off of what Kent. IMDb says. All right. <laughs> he was Clark Kent. And uh, my Clark other news is uh, Constantine. The, uh, there's going to be a new uh, TV series on HBO Max. Keanu Reeves? No. Good. They, uh, they don't have him casted. They don't have the Good. guy from uh, like DC him. Legends, Matt Ryan. He's not casted in it. But uh, supposedly this is going to be a more horror aspect as, as opposed to Keanu Reeves, where they were focusing on angels and devils. Mm-hmm. It'll be... I guess it's more magic and horror-based. I read one comic book uh, on Constantine. No, no, no. I think it was The Preacher. Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, continue on. But uh, th- this will also tie in with uh, the Justice League Dark that I talked about mm-hmm. before, where it, it's in the same world. They haven't confirmed that he'll be in that show, but mm-hmm. in the comics, he's the leader of Justice League Dark, so I'm pretty sure he'll have a role. But uh, it, it seemed to be pretty neat. Um J.J. Abrams is going to be the one directing it. 
Mm. So, mm. We'll no, he's hit or miss. We'll he is hit or happens. miss. But, um, it could be good. It could be bad. I think JJ. But I don't think it'll be bad as Batwoman. But yeah, I mean, it's in it's in development now, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> development means they haven't even finished writing it yet. Mm. Well, I mean, it's supposed to start filming later this year. Yeah. So. Anything development's kind of a gray area because, like, let's say the producers and the writers don't agree on something, then the whole project could fall flat before they actually do something, anything. So okay, well, you know, development's like pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on your way, but. Uh, uh, well, uh, you know, I got news about a little show called The Expanse. I know I've talked about the show before. Mm. Um, but Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, it's about the, uh, like, two or 300 years in the future where human beings are able to populate Mars and the belt surrounding the inner planets, which is Earth and Mars, and they're, they got, like, stations and meteors and whatever. Long story short, uh... The people who inhabit it, the asteroids and stuff like that, they're called belters. They're considered, like, lesser uh, to the planet-dwelling people. Earth and Mars have very advanced civilizations. Earth, obviously, and Mars has an advanced military uh, because they've been able to uh, survive uh, as an independent nation by themselves. And then this guy discovers an alien uh, molecule on a planet and it's a very, like, it's a programming alien thing that is able to uh, infect and basically re-demolecularize and build something out of, a, like, an alien engineering from billions of years ago. Hmm. Um, so you take that with all those futuristic politics and uh, futuristic, like, space travel and technology and then add it into this giant explosion of a story uh, lo- a lot of things happen. People from all different places of the uh, s- system, Earth, Mars, and the belt, uh, become friends. The main characters uh, get a ship called the Rosanate, and they basically go around and just solve problems for different people throughout the galaxy, and that's like each little book. Um, they're all kind of intertwined through a sort of running plot line, um, but... That's it. And the show follows the books pretty well. It's a little bit more streamlined than the, than the books are. Um, and they're ending the entirety of the story next season, which will come out in December this year. Um, so six seasons for nine books. Not bad. Yeah. Um, at least they're finishing the show after the books finish, which is better than some shows. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, the, uh, the show is really interesting. Uh, the stories are because they they go deep into like how space travel would work. You mm-hmm. know your limitations of flying at like six Gs for so long. What mm-hmm. that does to your body. You know if you serve, if you grew up in zero G, what that would kind of do for you. Especially if you went to a planet. Yeah, that, like <laughs> there's a, there's a whole lot of complications and stuff that happens into that. If there was to be uh, interstellar travel, what would that look like and how would it be possible? Mm-hmm. And things like that. It goes like you feel like a theoretical physicist by the you know the time you finish. Do they do books. bits where like guys who spent X amount of time in space and they go to a planet and have to spend like X amount of time in like almost physical therapy? N- technically, they're not supposed to. Like it takes six months thereabouts, and depending on your travel, you can do this. But you have to take a ton of bone marrow hardening uh, medications, like these calcium deposits, and mm-hmm. you have to inject them straight into your bones. Mm. And um, then you have yeah. to uh, do a ton of workout. Um, to build up your muscles and tendons before you can go out there. And even then, it takes them, like, 
you know, two or three months of being on that planet, even if it's like they, they talk about them living on a planet that's, uh, I think, two thirds Earth's gravity and the people like have a hard time adjusting to it. And all those medications and stuff are super expensive. Um, but anyways, so season six comes out. It's going to wrap up. Uh, and the books have a hard end after the sixth book. Okay. But after watching this, the fifth season, you can tell they're including, because I'm on book six right now. Uh, so there's two more books that I have to read, and I'll be done with the series. Um, but I can tell from watching the end of season five that they are including the older stuff. The, the, I'm sorry, the, the stuff that are coming from the next three books. Because the hard ending for season five in the books, um, nothing takes place for another 28 years. Hmm. So all these characters that you read five books with, you see them almost 30 years later and what their lives are like. Um, I'm guessing they don't age. They take a lot of, like, anti-aging. People can live to be in their uh, centennial years pretty regularly. Like, it's like being in, being 80, you know. Hmm. It's to be 120 is the new 80. Pretty hmm. much. So, um, <clears throat> to see them in their 60s, you know, and what they're having to deal with with the politics, um, and for them to include that, mm-hmm. they're going to try and wrap it all up in one season. So, we'll see if that works. And, you know... They they are probably not going to do the whole twenty eight years later thing. They're probably just going to do the politics and the story arcing that comes with those coming books. They're probably just going to wrap it up in uh you know one season, but that's not the big deal. The big deal is this guy named Cass Anvar. He played one of the main characters in the first five seasons. That sounds like a future name. Yeah, <laughs> that's his real name. He's a Middle Eastern guy. Well, he's from he's, he's from, from America. He's from but, space. But uh, he played a main character. Uh, they killed him off. Because in the, he's still alive in the books, but mm-hmm. in the show they killed him off because of sexual assault allegations. The only reason why I think that's interesting is because The Expanse was owned originally by sci-fi. It was created by sci-fi. And then it tanked, uh, as all sci-fi shows do, because nobody watches them. Amazon bought it after a fan like a petition. got. Mm-hmm. I think they got like millions of signatures. And uh, Amazon bought it, started doing uh, their production, the season that they did it, there was these sexual assault allegations against this guy. So what they did was they finished filming their seasons, and doing so, they did an internal investigation, kept everything quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, they found out through all these other this guy's history, uh, because they dug all the way back into the sci-fi era and all of his other movie stuff that he'd done. He had numerous sexual assault allegations in there. So instead of just firing the guy on there and then like pumping the brakes in the entire show, potentially losing everybody their job. They kept it quiet, and they worked things out, figured a way to write the character off and kill him, mm-hmm. and then keep the show going seamlessly. You know, And I think that was probably like the smartest way I've seen anybody handle any mm-hmm. Weinstein Gate thing, you know, instead of just like losing out on a lot of jobs. So I thought that was pretty cool. It sucks for the, the story because his character is one of my favorite characters in the books, but it's good. So we'll see. Uh, I, I can't recommend the show enough. I love this show, and the books are even better. So by all means, there you go. All mm. right. I might have to check this out. Yeah. So I guess I'm the last one. Yeah. So apparently a woman has been cast for the new Obi-Wan show. <gasps> in an unspecified role, it's Indira Varma. Oh, yeah, I remember her. The Viper. Or no, she, no, that was... Um, Pedro Pascal. He was well, the Red Viper. She was the one. She played Alaria's sand. Wife, like, no, it wasn't his wife. It was like his 
concubine. Oh, okay. Woman. Mm-hmm. So she's been cast to in the show along with Hayden Christensen. Hey. Okay. So I'm glad the show's kind of still – it's still out there. There's stuff happening. People are being cast. There's more going on because this is a show I'm pretty excited for. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. He's going to be quite gone again. As a ghost. Yeah, as a ghost. But yeah, but he's going to be – Well, he's going to have a role. I'm and like back. the novelizations when Obi-Wan goes to Tatooine and the time between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, that's where Obi-Wan learns how to become a Force ghost mm-hmm. but from Qui-Gon. Oh, okay. Because at the end of Return of the Jedi, Yoda talks to him saying like Qui-Gon had communicated with him, which they allude to in mm-hmm. um, The Clone Wars. Okay. Because Qui-Gon's the first person to, ever to. to learn how to do it. How did he learn how to do it? Through sheer will in the force. <laughs> he's, he's Liam Neeson. All right. <laughs> he can do as he wants. He's got a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> do it. I was going to keep going with it. But I, guess that. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's enough of that impression. Um, I was surprised to see Hayden Christensen get cast in this. Yeah. Because um, um, he, uh, he didn't want to do anything. I guess, like, I don't know, maybe maybe the sequel trilogy and all the hate that happened, people were probably like, you know what? You did all right there, Hayden Christensen. I mean, I didn't like him in the... The Clone Wars? I did not or like him in The Clone Wars. I liked him more in Revenge of the Sith. Right, that's what I like. He played it. that. His skin is soft as sad, my lady. <laughs> it gets everywhere. Triggered. <laughs> but uh, him in Revenge of the Sith, I think, was a lot better yeah. than what he had to do in Clone Wars. He played that, like, angsty, young, prideful yeah. kind of young guy. We talked about this in the past, but, like, Lucas did not do a very good job prepping his actors. He would only give them, like, a page of the script sometimes at a time. Yeah, so they wouldn't know what they're what they're acting to and for in the Mm -hmm. future, or what was going to happen next. Yeah, I mean, really, the only person who acted very well across the board was Ewan McGregor. Yeah, as Obi Wan. Is he Sir Ewan McGregor yet? No, he's not Sir. It sounds like he should be. He should. If this goes well, maybe 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 a knighthood. (laughs) Who knows? But I'm excited to see this show. Have they announced the date for it yet? No, not yet. But it's kind of weird. I'm like, you're casting Hayden Christensen to play Darth Vader, who wears a suit, and whose voice is done by a different person. Well, I did see that they said that he's going to have some, like, scenes where he's, you'll see, like, him. In, flashback? Like, his, yeah. Well, not just a flashlight, but he'll have scenes oh, where he's outside not, of the suit? Yeah, outside the suit. Kind of like the... Like in Rogue One? Well, there was one... Where he's, like, in the back of the tank? I think it's what, Empire Strikes Back, where you see him, like, sitting yeah. in the... <clears throat> chamber or whatever and it starts yeah he's gonna have some scenes where you'll actually see his face yeah we'll see i'm a little excited about so it. no idea when it's coming out no well but there's there's stuff happening with the show it's not been forgotten and cast aside they're still casting people things are still happening cool yep. hopefully it works out hopefully and this is from tech radar who's reporting on this good job tech and, radar. and me reporting what they said <laughs> You miss hundred shot. You miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky <laughs> said by Michael Scott. <laughs> so, I think that's is that all the news. Yeah. So, Mitch, what's today's draft? Oh, draft yeah, I forgot about that. Before right. we forget, all right, we're gonna pick our uh, action stars in a battle royal. So, my team versus your team versus your team. Okay. Hayden, you'll get the first pick. <sighs> so, you, and it's, it's got to be a person that's like an action star, but it can't have superpowers. Are we picking a particular character or the actor? Like the character. Okay. All right. So you're um, like you can have the last action hero and Dutch or whatever. I'm trying to think. Um, I guess John McClane. He's 
gone through a lot of crazy stuff. All right. Well, I'm going to take John Wick. Ah, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I was waiting for you to say John Wick first, and I was like, oh, my God, he missed it. Mm. John McClane and John Wick. Let's see. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... Uh, Shoot, no, she's got powers. I was going to say Mila Jovanovich from Resident Evil, but she's nah, got powers. She's, got, she's enhanced. Doesn't count. It's a terrible movie. Bruce Wayne. Uh, all right. I didn't know we could include comic book characters. He's technically a superhero. I'm, th- I'm talking about the one from the movies, though. So Okay, well, okay, well I won't use superhero then. That That's kind of a gray area one. <laughs> Do um, There's Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon. No. Uh, what's his name <laughs> What, uh, Tom Cruise from The Last Samurai. What was his name in that movie, though? I don't know. <laughs> how Last many, Samurai guy. How many of these we got to do? Three. Okay. Nathaniel Algren. Now my turn. That oh, yep, that is. Dutch. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick Dutch. All right, Rambo. Yes. We'll go with... This is a very 1980s oriented. Yeah. <laughs> Han Solo. <laughs> He's uh, a human. Yeah, but without the blaster, I mean, what's he doing? We can give him a gun. <laughs> oh, why does this stand? Well, then Indiana Jones. Okay. Yeah. I'll take Martin Riggs for 500, Alex. All right. Mitchell. Kind of took off people I was thinking of. <laughs> um, let's. This is your idea. I know, but you took all my people. Um, hmm. Hmm. Something more modern. How about oh, that? Modern. That's the problem, though. All I want. Wait, does Neo have powers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. Is this? Are we picking three or? How? Yeah, three. So I, I just got one more to pick. Um, um we're doing trios. Yeah. <laughs> Do uh, you do uh, John Matrix? John Matrix. That's Schwarzenegger's character Commando. in Commando. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how I said I kill you last? I lied. <laughs> now I can do uh, Christian Bale's Equilibrium, or does he have powers? Yeah. yeah it seems no, that, yeah, it's like drug enhanced or oh. something yeah, like that. Yeah, but it's it's uh, that's that's a gray area one. There's got to be like a more modern action superhero kind of thing. Well, there's the Expendables. You could pick any of those. Just pick um, Jason Statham doing something. Yeah. Flips and stuff. The Rock <laughs> in like the Fast and Furious. The Rock in that, <laughs> that building fighting movie where yeah. he punches a the skyscraper. Rock from Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, there are. There you go. All right. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye from me. Goodbye from Hayden. Yeah. Goodbye from Mitch. Deuces. We're two and up. We gotta keep going. We're gonna do it for everyone. I mean, if you don't want to. <laughs>